We are back. Oh. <laughs> I don't I've <laughs> It's like in the Wizard of Oz when he has to get the rust off of his body. Don't tell me you've never seen the Wizard of Oz. No, obviously I've seen the Wizard of Oz. I just the rust off my body is apparently remembering how to speak. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. We have to we were a well oils machine and then um I guess that will lead us into what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, here we are back at it. Yes. For episode 21. Right. So are we counting this as 21 or is it just episode one of season two? It's a great question. I guess episode one of season two. Wow. Okay. 21 in total, but episode one of season two. Okay. We, uh, did so well. I think we were running off of adrenaline for a couple of months of doing this podcast and the great feedback that we were receiving and just like so much Black Lives Matter and just all of that being like so prevalent, like in our society and at the forefront of so many different conversations that I think we were just trying to get as many voices heard as we possibly could. And then... Virtual I think there were also so many people like reaching out being like, Hey, I'd love to do it. And then we obviously didn't want, we loved that. Like we wanted everyone to be a part of it. So we also right. were writing that and then students reached out and said that they wanted to be a part of it. So it was, but at the same time, I think you and I were thrown into this whole new teaching career. Yeah, like <laughs> virtual teaching started and it just like, it hit you. And I was coaching soccer and they're just, it was hard for us to juggle, you know, being, finding out what being a good teacher means in a virtual learning format. And then, um, how to continue with the podcast at the level that we would want to continue it. So we said, okay, we'll take like a week break. And then it turned into like, okay, a month. And then it turned into a couple of months, but it was definitely necessary I think for, so now we can come back a little refreshed. I think it also, we talked about this like privately the other day, but it was also figuring out what direction we wanted this to take. Like, did we still want it to be so heavily focused on Black Lives Matter or, you know, should we start to veer away from what is a super important topic? And it was, it was figuring that out too. It was figuring out what direction we wanted season two to take. Right. And we still aren't fully sure on that direction, but we have a little bit better of an idea of where we kind of want it to go. So, right, right. Which kind of leads us to talking about, I guess, why we took the break too, and kind of why maybe more of the direction that this season will go in is why we took the break was because we needed to mentally get ourselves together from everything that has been changing. Um, mm-hmm. We said it in season one, like there's a lot of times, especially I think towards the end, like we were just really tired and. And we now were, we were tired, but for a whole different reason. Right. So like we were tired at the beginning of season one because of all of this social justice uh, issues that were coming up. And then, you know, tired of always having that conversation and feeling like you're some of the only ones that are fighting for it. And then it turned into like, no, I was just like physically and mentally just like 
tired and there wasn't a lot more that we were going to be able to give. So, I mean, like we were recording while we were eating dinner. So I think that, you know, we had to decide what can we do, what do we have to do for ourselves so we can kind of get back to not feeling just like drained and run so thin. And so that was really, okay, let's pause on the podcast for a little bit. Um, right. I think especially teaching has changed so much. Um, I don't think people have realized how much teaching has changed for us, which has been a whole other issue of mental exhaustion and mental draining. And I think I don't like we don't want to sound selfish because I love my job and I love the fact that I'm able to do this still, but it's not the same job. So it was coming to terms with that as well. And that itself was mentally exhausting. And if we're going to be like a little more open and candid like that, it is just is what it is. Like the students are adjusting and I'm also feeling for them because it's I know how they feel. They are open about how they are like just not enjoying this time (laughs) because who would, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's really hard for us too. Yeah. But I think that goes back to one of our episodes in the first season, this idea of like, you never take that teacher jacket off. So then you have like this teacher guilt, like you just feel bad that you feel like you're not being a good teacher or that, you know, you're tired. So then you're still giving yourself and you're not always pausing and saying like, no, like I'm not having a great day either. I'm not enjoying virtual learning either. We like try to put on this show, I think often, um, especially this year to try to engage the students. Um, and it just really becomes extremely exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. There is where we were 100%. I feel like now we've found a groove. Like there are definitely still days where I'm just like, wow, I feel like I was a horrible teacher. And it's not because of anything that like, I don't know, an outsider looking in would be like, you're crazy. But because it's so different, it's It's hard not to compare to what it could be or think about or what it has been or think about what it could be. And I think you know, I have been able to have great rapport with students through a Google Meet. Like we're making jokes and we're having some days we're having a lot of fun and there's other days where they're really quiet. But on the days that they're having so much fun, I think that's when I catch myself like, wow, imagine how great this class could be if they were sitting in these empty desks in front of me. And I think that's like, sometimes what brings me back to like, wow, I don't enjoy this because I don't, I don't, because I don't get to have that like in-person connection and constant relationship building and rapport with them. But then I think, wow, you have to be a pretty good teacher if you are still able to build those relationships virtually. So I think that's also where that mental exhaustion comes. You're just constantly my mind just kind of constantly going back and forth and having to stop and be like, even though this moment kind of stinks because they aren't in person, this moment is still nice for the situation that we're in. And maybe it like reflecting on it that way and not thinking like, Oh, I wish they were in person, but it's just hard to think that way. It's really just hard. Like in a perfect world, I'd love to be able to pause and be like, God, I'm so, and there are moments where I'm going to appreciate this and take this in that these kids are engaging and everything. But it's really hard to think that way. 
Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it's a known thing, right? Like you're always, it's always easier to be sucked into a negative thought process than a positive one because you're feeling that sadness or that disappointment, whatever, rather than feeling that what could be like, okay, this is, you know, that silver lining. But I think, but I think that's also, again, that's why we needed that break from this podcast. Because also we were so busy (laughs) as I think there's this idea that I see sometimes. I don't see, I don't have Facebook. I don't really have, and I follow like positive people on social media. So I don't really see it, but I know my mom tells me like, she's always defending my honor. Like mom, you don't have to like to her customers at work. But like, Mm. I think that there's this thing that teachers are just sitting around doing nothing all day. And it's so far beyond wrong. Like it's so far from the truth. Right. I feel like I've never done more (laughs) Exactly. when it comes to my like actual classroom. Like, sure, maybe I'm not doing as much when it comes to like after school activities as I was before, because there aren't after as many after school activities. But like having to create these study guides and PowerPoints and tests and quizzes and turning everything that we had virtual. I mean, in the second half of the year, that's what we were doing in March. And then all of a sudden you were doing that in September, but with different guidelines and different expectations and a brand new set of kids that you didn't know and haven't even seen before. So that just added a whole nother layer of like, Sure, we are allowed to leave the building at 2.09, but then I was still going home and putting in hours worth of work just for my lesson the next day. Like, I was usually always able to be a few weeks, a month ahead of my lesson plans and have it copied and ready to go. Like, I was always on top of it and ready to go. And I think in September and even into October, I just felt so lost because I was like, this isn't me and I don't know how to get on top of this, but then I had to say, like, that's not how this year is going to be. You can't be months ahead. So it's definitely difficult. This is not the year for teachers. And every teacher, like, you know, Mrs. Corey, who's been on the podcast, she's been teaching for like 12, 15 years. And she's saying how she's always working. It's like her first year of teaching, creating everything all over again. Because then you're also figuring out how to keep these kids engaged because we're not the type of teachers who are like, I don't, I don't want, I I don't know how to word this. Like we're not the type of teachers that want to just not have the kids engaged. Like that to me is not, is always something that I've said, I don't want to strive. Like I always want the kids to be engaged and it's easy to have the kids engaged when you're in person and you can put on like a show and you can mm-hmm. dance in front of the room and they are have no choice but to stay engaged, it's really hard when you're – I don't think people understand too when you're look, teaching on Google Meet and you're teaching to a, just a bunch of black screens with a little icon of a picture. Right. It, it's harrowing it's, at times. It's very yeah. like – Because you're like, you're like, are they on the other side? Are they listening on the other side? Um, Like your mind is going through so many other things other than focusing on the material and what you're trying to give them that it definitely becomes like, it's just a whole nother layer that no one was ever ready to take on or complete. 
And so, you know, it was asking those daily attendance questions. So for five minutes, I was able to like talk, feel like I was building relationships and talking to them. And it worked. Like I have relationships with students that I was like, wow, I didn't think it was possible. But it took longer for those relationships to like come up than it would normally. But it's totally, it's worth it. Like when I look back, I'll say it was worth it. I was able to build relationships. I was able to push myself in different ways. But for now, even still like today, like I'm still kind of tired. A hundred percent because you have to constantly keep reminding yourself of these little wins. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas before the little wins were like, so in your face and obvious and they weren't little wins. They were, well, it was just normal yeah, but, like, life. You, and you get the thing about teaching too is like you get energy back from the kids. You are able to mm-hmm. last eight hours in front of the classroom teaching material that whole time because you're receiving energy back. And now yeah. it's like I'm I'm running on my own energy here, which is like Starbucks coffee, and it's a struggle. And it's not even, and you know, so much of a majority of the energy is from the students. You know, coming in in the morning through to them trying to keep their energy high eighth period but then I also think about how we've talked about it before like the energy from each other like from staff member to staff member I mean you sit in your classroom pretty much the whole day and you're not eating lunch with other teachers you're not seeing them at after school activities or events your meetings are all through google meet like you're just, I'm just really missing and craving that like actual in-person interactions. And so the whole year, you just, you have to give yourself the energy to get through each day. And when those few little win moments, like you get a little burst of energy that it's like, oh, wow, this kind of feels like last year. But then you go home and I'm like, wow, I just gave so much to myself and I'm like, I have to, sometimes I have to like apologize to my parents because I end up just kind of being short with them because I was so tired and they're just asking me a question and I'm like, I just have to go to my room. Like I just need to decompress for a little bit. Right. It's literally getting used to a whole other life. A whole other life. But which kind of brings us to what the theme of this season will be like we're working that out but like talking to others about mental health and how they've been kind of dealing with this pandemic on top of social injustices on top of um political like changes and things like that you know it's just I think focusing on talking to people and how they're dealing with life right now as a whole mm-hmm. yeah because nothing can be fixed if you're not taking care of yourself And that's what I always have to kind of remind myself is like, I can't do it all, you know, do it all. I can't put focus on a Black Lives Matter movement and pushing for, you know, social justice if I am exhausted and can't take care of myself. So, you know, for anything to get better, we have to better ourselves. And so I think that that, again, like you were just saying, that's what a lot of this season will be kind of focused. So we already have six weeks lined up, which is kind of crazy, but we sat down today and ha- and lined up six weeks with six different, well, more than six guests, but we have six weeks lined up. So 
we put this out last season and, and, you know, so many reached out, but if there is someone or a student, staff members, family members who, you know, are interested in wanting to come out and speak, we are more than welcome to set that up. We are open to it. We would love nothing more. We want to hear from different um, backgrounds like we did last season outside of just the educational community. Yeah. Something I think that we totally have to address is saying thank you to Mr. Lee and Dr. Kojer. They, Mr. Lee is our principal. He's been a, a guest here. And they've just, con- and Dr. Kojer is our district superintendent. And both of them have just been super supportive and just have constantly given us the green light and just been so trusting of us to just keep going. Um, and we were able to do a small little like discussion about the podcast today to try to grow an audience of through surrounding school districts so it's definitely I think it's receiving a bigger um, response than I was expecting when we started it almost a year ago so we appreciate everyone's support totally but definitely those two are always in our corner and we wouldn't be able to keep doing this without them right quite literally <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. And that freedom and that trust is amazing and great. I think even my parents are in a funk too. Like, my mom is a waitress, so she has to like waitress with a mask on and she's super social, which is crazy because it's like the opposite of me. Uh, <laughs> but now she's having to do that job in a different way as well. And they love their vacations and they have been able to go on vacation this year and they work so hard to look forward to this one vacation and they haven't been able to do it in two years. And also it's time for them. Like they take it together and they're, I think going through it too. So yeah, definitely. I feel, cause I think it's the same thing. Like, I don't know that I ever felt like down and out before the pandemic. Like I was always able to just kind of like keep myself together and I would work out and I would do like, my thing travel and hang out with my friends and whatever but now that that's not an option so many of the things that I used to like decompress I couldn't do anymore so then I just kind of felt a little like lost and having to do google meets all day for school like I'm not looking to do a zoom hangout with my friends across the country like just leave me alone just send me a text and I think that but then when I do have the zoom thing uh like hangouts I'm like wow that felt so good to like talk to them and like kind of see their face so I think there's definitely a better understanding of like oh and not that I understand like a severe depression or anything but like you have a better understanding of what people with who have had mental health struggles have you kind of have more empathy and understanding towards them. I wonder if anyone's like thriving in this environment. <laughs> I would love to meet them and ask them how they do it. But I don't know. I feel like, again, it goes back to that, like you can get sucked into that like negative thing. Like I feel like those are the people who are just always like, oh, I work out every day or like I read eat an hour a day or like whatever. And I literally just go home and become a vegetable. Right. I've watched the Sixers and that's brought me happiness. Right. Right. But then even that feels weird. Even that feels weird. Right. Even when 
Adam was like, they're probably dying without going to the Wells Fargo Center. And I was like, you're right. right. Like, honestly, it hit me when they were playing the Lakers. And I was like, wow, like they are home playing the Lakers. It was like a Friday. It was a, it would have been a perfect setup for like a great game day. And that was just like, man. And now home watching the game in bed like how would I ever be able to stay up on a Friday night for this right I would do anything to go back I would um my friend Kyle from high school that sells tickets for the Sixers he was able to go to the game yesterday and he like posted that he was there and I commented and I was just like wow I'm so jealous like just any small thing for some type of sense of normalcy, I think, is – and that's, like, going to the Sixers, I went to 30 games last year, and to then so quickly go to zero, I was – it's just been a little crazy. It feels impossible. It feels like that's not a thing that is possible. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's kind of – I feel like that also where in the fall it was – this was all becoming so difficult was because for so long we were like, okay, well, it has to be over soon. It has to be over soon. And then when we were starting the school year, still in the middle of a pandemic, it was, there's no like date as to this is when it's ending. I think that was also exhausting because you were also now like, wow, this is really like my new way of life. Like this isn't just a little like bookmark in the year like this is the whole year and so now but so now you're right like to think about ever going back to the wells fargo center i'm like when how what does that look like Like they just that email that they changed their whole air filtration system the whole place fills with new air every 30 minutes just like okay cool but i don't really want to sit that close to somebody it's crazy that there there was a time when you would sit literally on like elbow to elbow with strangers <laughs> who probably had a cold and were like, "Oh, it's just a cold." Like, oh, but I'm going to the game. Like, I don't feel that bad. Like the way we used to live was kind of disgusting. I know. If you think about, I was listening to another podcast. I think I had mentioned this the other day, but they were talking about how like bowling, like remember bowling, like you would stick your fingers into a bowling ball and then eat like your nachos and your pretzels. Like that's horrifying. Why did we do that? Even top golf. Like when we went for my birthday, I went, we went with like three of my friends, well, two of my other friends and Alexis and you know, we went mask, it was social distance, it was everything, it was in August, and at one point, like, you would go to Topgolf and, like, touch those clubs that other people have used, and then you would be eating food, like, after your turn, like, with no sanitizing in between, and then, like, when we went in summer, it was like, no, I'm not absolutely not eating food, like, I'm gonna put my mask on when I go to the bathroom, like, everything was so different. Right, and then, we went again for my dad's birthday um, and like I, we watched the table next to us and they now are wiping off all of the clubs and doing all of those like sanitary precautions that they weren't, most places definitely weren't doing before. And so you think like, wow, there are a lot of things we could learn from this and mostly that 
we were discussing. Yeah, it's kind of in the same way that after the horrible 9-11 attacks, like security and TSA changed mm-hmm. so drastically for airport security that I think now it's like we really are going to reflect on these things that we did that we never second guessed and just. Right. But you can think about it like at work. Like there's times that I came in like not feeling 100%. I like was a little sniffly and was like, oh, I just think it's like a minor cold or like a head cold. And we were here and I was working and then wasn't wearing a mask and I was like I would use hand sanitizer because I knew like I wasn't feeling my greatest but it's definitely and now if you don't feel well like don't come to the building don't even think about coming to the building and so just a lot of life have definitely changed for the better in that way and then there's another part to this whole pandemic which is like the financial aspect and how many people have took a hit financially due to covid which is horrible and then and then there's this guilt i feel of like i have a job i have a roof over my head i feel so blessed for that my family is okay like stop being down on yourself melissa you're being ridiculous and then you feel guilty of feeling bad or feeling down, but then you have to remind yourself that it's okay to feel a little sad or to grieve this year a bit because of the loss that we've taken from what a job was that we so enjoyed. And I still enjoy it, but it's just learning how to enjoy it in a different way. Yeah. So um, welcome back, everyone. We're happy to be back and we hope that you enjoy our second season. And as Melissa said at the beginning, if you have any suggestions or people that would want to be on it, Reach out to us. Let us know. Thank you. Thank you.